Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, man. I'm here to talk about life, yo. What's up? Episode 24 of the Open Minded Podcast. I'm your host, your creator, your director, your producer, the whole nine, man. It's your boy, Twan. We back, man. Another episode. Episode 24 of the Open Minded Podcast. Uh, I want to apologize, man. Uh, first of all, the date is September 9th, 2018. Um, cold, brisk night. Um, you know, forming into the autumn season, the fall season. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I apologize for not putting out um, an episode last week, man. It was kind of busy ripping and running. Uh, but we back, man. We back on schedule. We here, man. We live for another episode, baby. Episode 24, man. Hey, when I do episode 25, obviously, which will be next week, um, Lord willing, uh, I got to do something special, man. I'm going to start having some guests on here, too, for real. Believe me, man. I know I keep saying that. Believe me. Trust me. I'm going to have guests on here, man, as soon as possible. I got a lot of friends that want to be that want to perform a guest spot, perform a cameo uh, on the Open Minded Podcast. So that will happen, man. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. Um, but the positive note of me missing last week, man, is that I formed up a lot of content, man. So let's get straight into it. Um, you know, I like to keep my, my uh, podcast, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a, at a reasonable length. Um, uh, so let's get straight into the, into my weekly rants, man. Well, my weekly two rants since I missed last week, but we here, uh, I want to start off, man. First rant would be, should WNBA players be making more money than they do? Um, I've seen this all over Instagram lately. Um, I've seen former uh, number one picks uh, like Ashley Plum, uh, Brittany Griner, um, just people like that, man. All over the W, all over the WNBA. Obviously, the NBA is making more money uh, with the TV contracts that the NBA has signed with, long as, um, as well as the uh, global global um, endorsements that they're receiving now. The NBA players are are really really reap reaping the benefits. I mean, Steph Curry signed a $200 million deal. LeBron James signed a $150 million deal for, for the Lakers this year. Uh, I mean, players are making money, man. You know what I'm saying? They they really out here getting it. Russell Westbrook signed $200 million. Anthony Davis signed $200 million. So they get money. You know what I'm saying? And I've always was, was a, an advocate for, um, you know, I think that you should be paid for your services. Now, obviously, the NBA and basketball players, they're not saving lives. You know what I'm saying? They're not doctors, you know? Um, but what somebody have brought up to me, which makes an ample, ample, ample amount of sense, is, is the simple fact that they're getting paid for services rendered. So us, the community, the public, we are going and paying $200, $300, um, a ticket to see these athletes play. So since they're bringing in that, that type of revenue, they should be paid for. And after somebody broke it down like that to me, I agree. I mean, you know, so... When you look at the fact that the WNBA players have recently came out via social media interviews, things like that, to say that they should make more money. I'm not mad at trying to chase the bag, man. That's what we're all here for. That's how you survive. I get that. However, how much revenue are you bringing in as a league and as individual players? How many jerseys are you selling? How many tickets are you selling? And that's what it really comes down to, man. You can think that these players are just picking up basketballs and they are reaping the benefits of it and, and somebody's just throwing them millions of dollars it's not like that are you willing to be seen like do people want to see you play basketball that's what matters and to be honest with you everybody wants to see lebron james suit up everybody wants to see Russell Westbrook suit up kevin durant Kawhi leonard anthony davis chris paul james harden they want to see these players suit up that's just what it is no disrespect because i respect any sport whether it be male or female gender doesn't matter but how many people are going to see sue bird play how many people are going to see Brittany Stewart play? 
how many people are going to see Maya Moore play? That's what it comes down to. And if you just think that I'm, I'm being sexist or whatever the case may be, the numbers speak for themselves. If you look at the average amount of revenue that the WNBA brought in this year was $52.4 million. So it is it is profitable. So that would average out uh, for the average uh, WNBA salary to be about $75,000. So they're making okay money. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. You also got to look at the fact that you can't bring in as much money if the season is not as long. The WNBA season is 35 games. That's equivalent to a D1 college uh, schedule. That's not. I mean, that's not a lot. That's a summer's worth of uh, of a uh, basketball. So you can't expect to bring in that much revenue. The, the, the NBA season is eight months. Now I understand it's not a full year, but that's five months more, you know, than the WNBA. The revenue for the NBA uh, this year was seven point four billion dollars. 7.4 billion dollars so that averages out the uh, nba season or the nba average salary of about 5.1 million dollars that's what it is and then you got like i said you got cash making under that you got cash obviously making more than that but to say that you should be making more how you need to bring in the revenue in order to do so i respect the fact um that you know you want to be making money you look at your counterpart you look at the the male predecessor and you think that you should be making what they make it but are you bringing in the revenue that they're bringing in man you can't be sour you can't be salty because you see lebron james pulling up in a maserati and a maybach and a ferrari and all this stuff but he's earned it man he's selling hella shoes he's selling crazy nike kicks he's selling uh, hella tickets he's been a part of eight straight NBA finals where where a courtside seat is five five ten thousand dollars. He's able to sell that. So the fact that he's able to do that should prove that he's worth the money. You know what I'm saying? The day that Mom Moore, Brittany Stewart, Brittany Griner, um, Super, uh, uh, Elena Deladon, all these WNBA stars, the day they start bringing in. $10,000 for a uh, playoff ticket is the day that they, they will see their uh, salaries jump up. And until that happens, man, you're not going to see no huge jump up. That's just what it is, man. Like I said, I respect any any professional athlete, man. I've been a collegiate athlete, so I know what it takes uh, to be successful on the pro level. I get it. But at the same time, man, you got to be you got to understand that this is a business ad at, uh, at the end of the day. And if you're not bringing in the revenue to match your salary, you're not going to bring in that much salary. That's just what it is. That's why these these uh, WM, these WNBA players during, you know, offseason go and play overseas. They do that solely because there is a higher demand for WNBA basketball. They're not selling as many tickets here, but they're selling them over there. And that's why they can make millions. That's why Diana, Diana Taurasi can go over there and make a million dollars um, in uh, eight months. And that's what's up, man. I respect it. But just don't expect to be able to bring in crazy revenue or to bring in a crazy salary if you're not willing to bring in crazy revenue. Man, that's just what it is, man. Work with the marketing team for the NBA and the WNBA. Try to bring in more money. Try to sell more tickets, man, and boost up the ticket sales. If that's possible, boost up uh, revenue. If I start seeing people rocking WNBA jerseys, then I can see, you feel me? Y'all possibly making more money, man. But until that happens, I think you should be appreciative of what you're making and just continue to grind, man, until the league continue to grow. That's what happened to the NBA. And the WNBA, you know, will be the same, man. But don't try to compare yourself to to somebody that's selling $20,000 for one ticket and you're selling $500. I mean, that's just what it is, man. But I digress. (laughs) Uh, another weekly rant, man, that I want to address is 
Uh, obviously, this is something that's even bigger than the WNBA uh, salary topic, uh, which is the Nike campaign, man. 30th anniversary Nike campaign. Nike makes a huge, bold move that I respect, man. They put Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, they use him as the face of the 30th anniversary Nike campaign. Ah, and he came along with the extremely powerful message as well. Um, obviously, if, if you lived on the rock uh, this past year, Colin Kaepernick was the uh, quarterback of the of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he made headlines when he started taking the knee uh, during during the national anthem uh, to represent uh, police brutality and the, the wrongful treatment of blacks in the United States. Um, obviously, it took the headlines when, you know, the Niners eventually cut him and no other team picked him up. Um, so now, you know, he has he 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 he, he is um, a representation of us as a black people, man. And, you know, obviously that's gotten black ball from from the NBA. But the stand that Nike took to not care about what people think and what shareholders think and what the whole the whole nine man, the whole world as a whole. And they put his face um, on the 30th anniversary campaign for nike man i gotta respect it uh huge shout out to nike i respect the fact that they did that i'm not mad at them at all for that now a lot of people thought that this would hinder nike's uh, sales and and they're increasing the stocks and things like that you even seen you even seen videos online with people burning uh they they are nikes and things like that um initially i'm not gonna lie nike's stock did drop uh, 13 percent um but since then nike's Nike's increased revenue 31% since the campaign, man. So that shows you, man, when you stand for a positive cause, it will all work out. This is what it is. It may take time, man, but it works out. I stand with Nike. I stand with Cap. Obviously, police police brutality and overall wrongful treatment of, of minorities in the United States, uh, especially black people, man. Me being a black man, I could definitely understand Kaepernick's message and his stance. And the fact that Nike, a huge corporation making tons, billions of dollars, can stand behind a cause that means a lot, you know what I'm saying, for minorities and, and could have possibly hurt their uh, their uh, money. And that speaks volumes, man. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot. So I appreciate Nike for doing that. I appreciate Catman for standing for for a purpose and and continue to, to stand. Um, I also appreciate the uh, the NFL players, man, who are who are standing with Cap and who and uh, who are kneeling um, and who are you know what I'm saying representing uh, the message that Cap initially brought to the world. I respect that, man. Keep standing up. However, I personally feel you cannot make no big move and you cannot make a difference, man, unless you're willing to sacrifice. Colin Kaepernick sacrificed his whole NFL career, and you see the national attention that the status of the situation that that he chose to speak about got. You know what I'm saying? Police brutality and things like that that gets national headlines. The fact that in in Kaepernick, one person contributed to that fact, but all of these NFL players who are kneeling and things of that nature, man, I personally think you're not going to make a huge impact unless you're willing to make a sacrifice, man. Stop playing football. The owners, or who, in my opinion, are on the opposite side of the uh, of the pendulum as far as this this uh, topic, police brutality and things like that, um, they're on the other side. The fact that you're playing for them and bringing in revenue, in my opinion, seems like you're on their side. You can know all you want, man, but what sacrifice are you taking? Colin, Colin Kaepernick's sacrifice... He sacrificed his whole career, you know what I'm saying? And he's still standing for a purpose, and Nike rewarded him for that. But what are you going to do as an NFL player that's standing in, in my opinion, a racist league? What are you doing to change it, man? You know what I'm saying? That, that 
the NFL is not representing us as 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 black people, as black athletes, things of that nature, man. So why continue to bring in revenue for them? I understand that you got to feed your family and things like that, man. But at the end of the day, if the cause is just as important as you making the scene by kneeling, then make an even bigger sacrifice and get out of the NFL, man. Protest. Do what do what Kaepernick is doing, man. There's there's other lanes, man, in order to be a representation of of the stance. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I respect the football players for, for a kneeling, man. Despite the fact that the NFL doesn't like that, I get all that. But make make a bigger sacrifice, man. In my opinion, quit. Stop playing football. You know what I'm saying? And stop putting more money in these uh, owners' pockets. Because you can say that if you have an issue with them, but if you're not willing to sacrifice your career and your well-being in order for the greater cause, I, I think that you're just kneeling at the end of the day. Um, Nike, they made a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? They they knew people wouldn't like that. You know what I'm saying? They knew that. And they took the hit initially. But now, like I said, 31% since the campaigns came out, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and increased revenue. I respect it. And Nike made that sacrifice. Cat made that sacrifice. I encourage all NFL players to do the same, and I truly do. Uh, I want to, um, the last weekly rant that I wanted to talk about, man, is a sad subject. I wanted to talk about the player in the Madden tournament that shot up the, the, the Madden tournament, man. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the, the shooter's name was David Katz, 24 years old, man. It uh, happened in Jacksonville, Florida. It was a Madden uh, video game tournament that happened there. Um, the player, David Katz, uh, he lost, I believe, in the first round of the uh, Madden tournament. Got upset. He left the tournament, came back with uh, multiple guns um, and shot... Um, a total of nine times, man, killed two people, and then he took his own life. Um, after I read a couple articles, it showed that he was diagnosed with uh, mental issues. Uh, so it's just sad, man, you know what I'm saying, that, that a person like that was even out and about in, um, in uh, you know what I'm saying, in uh, society today. Uh, my heart goes out to each and every person who was affected by this, the shooters, um, family, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the victims, the people that seen it. Um, the people, you know, just everybody, man, I pray, you know what I'm saying, that it, it, that people realize, man, that that this world, our lives are bigger than this world, you know what I mean? I understand that you might have lost a tournament, man, but somebody's life didn't have to, didn't have to be sacrificed because you felt the way, you know what I mean? And I just pray that people understand the wrong that this was and I pray that people use this um, as a tool to not do the same thing you know what I'm saying it's definitely a sad situation it's definitely a sad moment uh, but I pray you know what I'm saying that David Katz you know what I'm saying obviously he's no longer with this man but I pray that he understands the wrongfulness of what he did um, and once again I pray for the victims and their family for sure man my um, hats are off to them um, it's definitely a scary situation it shows that you can be harmed in any situation in any topic you know what I mean things of that nature so once again prayers that go out to the victims and their families um and i just and i just I obviously you know what i'm saying like i said the shooter david Katz is gone but i pray that he understands the error of his ways and that his jealousy or his mental issues or whatever the case may be uh cause several lives to be taken so it's definitely a sad situation um and once again i'm definitely praying uh, but i want to kind of move on man from that sad you know topic uh, to kind of discuss this this week's NBA comparisons, man. Um, I got two players uh, from who are who are Kentucky alum, um, two dominant bigs, uh, two bigs that can stretch the floor. Um, I'm talking about Carl Anthony Towns, aka Big Cat. 
And then on the other end, I'm talking about DeMarcus Cousins, a.k.a. D-Cuz, man. Both uh, Kentucky Bigs, uh, both dominant in the league today. Uh, both have a similar skill set. Uh, we'll start off by talking about Big Cat. Uh, his, his overall career, uh, he's going into his fourth season right now. He's averaging 21.6 points, 11.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Uh, he's been an all-star, I believe, last year. Uh, and he was 2017-2018 All-NBA, man. Young, big, but I think he's on the horizon of having a phenomenal season this year. Um, definitely somebody to watch out for. Um, D Cousins, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, man, over his career, obviously he's been in the league longer than uh, Big Cat has, but he's averaging 25.2 rebound or uh, points, uh, 12.9 uh, rebounds, 5.4 assists. He's a four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA selection. Now, this man, honestly, man, probably been doing this segment for about eight episodes. <sighs> this may be the hardest comparison I've ever did, to be honest with you, man. Um... Both of these players, first and foremost, have this have a very similar skill set. Now, I think DeMarcus Cousins is more dominant in the post because he's stronger and more physical. That's out the gate. Um, but in this day and age where the NBA is now, uh, for, in order for a big to be dominant, you have to space the floor. And DeMarcus Cousins can space the floor. He can. I give him that. He has definitely developed that over his career. Um, but Big Cat came into the league stretching the floor out, man. He was doing it in Kentucky, and I and I was doing it in in the league, man. He has, a, in my opinion, he has one of the best strokes for a big. Uh, he's young, man, but he, he can put it on the floor. He got moves. Um, like I said, he's shooting the ball for about 35% from the three. Uh, Cousins is uh, shooting about 34, so they're around the same, uh, uh, you know, percentage. Uh, but I just think that just looking at the games, and I think a lot of the of what the NBA is missing nowadays is the eye test. Everything is about analytics now, and it's, it's all about all oh, what you looking like and what and what did you do and things like that, man. But it's about also what what you see. You know what I'm saying? And as a fan of the NBA, um, I just like uh, Big Cat's game a little more than, than Cousins, man. I think they, I think Cousins is more dominant um, as far as physically. Uh, but I think I think Big Cat in the long run will be better because he can stretch the floor out a little better. He can put the ball on the deck a little better. He kind of pushes the break sometimes for the Timberwolves. Um, and then he, he can kind of finish, you know what I'm saying? Go 94 feet and give you a bucket. Um, I also think that cerebral-wise, I think he's an overall smarter player. Uh, he may, he's, he, he's more inclined to make the extra pass. Um, even though he, he's not averaging as much as DeMarcus Cousins, obviously, like I said, that factors in the fact that he's only been in the league uh, coming up four years now. Uh, once again, this is not a slight to DeMarcus Cousins because he is a dominant big. And a lot of people may disagree with me in this point, but you got to look at the development over the years, man. Big Cat is the dominant. You got to understand also, last year, Jimmy Butler, uh, who was a perennial all-star, came uh, into the uh, Timberwolves org organization. Um, and then he kind of took, you know, some uh, spotlight and some shots away from Big Cat. Uh, but, and then, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler's going on to be there this year, but everybody knows that Jimmy Butler's leaving next year, probably going to the Lakers to join up with Braun. Um, so then you're going to really get to see Big Cat develop more, man, and really be a dominant killer. You got to understand, that's going to be around his fifth and sixth year in the league by the time uh, uh, Jimmy Butler leaves. And then he's going to really be able to thrive to really jumping into his prime and really dominate the league. I'm telling you, man, I think that if he continues to be more of a dominant force physically, um, I think that he can really show the league uh, and show, you know what I'm saying, haters and things of that nature 
um, that he is the best player and obviously possibly be an MVP um, in the years to come. So I like Cousins. I definitely think his attitude kind of gets in the way of his success as well. Uh, I think right now he may be better, but if you're looking at the overall picture, man, the long run, um, I, I definitely think when, when Cousins, I mean, when Big Cat gets to where Cousins is in his career right now, he's going to be better. I think I think that he could be averaging north of 28 and 15, putting up put, putting up Shaq numbers in L.A. I really do. Um, so watch out for Big Cat, man. I like both of these players. I would love to have either one of them on any fantasy team that uh, I have in this upcoming season. But if you ask me in the long run who I think is going to be a better player, I'm taking Big Cat, man. I definitely am, man. So come on, cousin. I mean, c- come on, Big Cat. Don't make me look crazy, man. Please don't get hurt, things of that nature. Um, like I said, I like I like I like both players, but I just think that Big Cat has a higher, uh, a definitely a higher ce- a ceiling for sure. All right, man, I want to kind of touch on, you know, the music and shows aspect of the uh, podcast. Uh, Music-wise, I've been listening to an artist named Boss. Uh, my homie Benson kind of put me on to him. Uh, he is an artist that signed in uh, Dreamville. For those who don't know who that is, that's J. Cole's uh, record label. Um, he signed he, he assigned Boss. He's from New York. Got a couple of smashes, man. Two songs I've been banging lately. Uh, one of them is called Tribe, uh, and that's featuring J. Cole as well. Heat song, Something Smooth. Uh, to just get you over the uh, summer vibe, man. It's kind of got a tropical feel to it, but they both spitting on there, and Boss is definitely holding his own against one of the best lyricists in the game, which is J. Cole. Uh, so you got to respect him in that regard. Um, so I kind of wanted to hear him um, a little more just by himself. So um, I listened to another song called Purge, um, all off of his latest album, and believe me, that's another fire song, man. And he's and by himself. He got a smooth sample on there. And he's really just giving you legit bars, man. I really like the concept of his raps. I kind of like his cadence in, in, in the songs. I mean, like I said, man, he's really a lyricist. You know what I'm saying? And that's something, um, lyrical content is something that's kind of missing in the game. And that's kind of my lane. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like. So get a chance, man. Go check him out. Boss is spelled B-A-S. Super simple. Like I said, the two songs I've been banging is Tribe and Purge, man. So go check him out. As far as shows, man, uh, I told y'all a couple episodes ago, I was extremely um, excited uh, to watch Insecure Season 3. Um, I was able to finish the first two episodes so far. We watched it on the Fire Stick, so we don't watch it on HBO. Uh, I'm sorry, Issa. Um, but I'm liking it so far. It's kind of getting adjusted to the fact that my favorite character, character Lawrence, uh, which is Issa's ex, is not on it no more. It kind of sucks. Um, it's not something that's going to distance me from the show because I did see on Instagram that, that they've been renewed for a fourth season on HBO. So I'm definitely checking that out, that out as well after I finish uh, season three. Uh, but it just kind of sucks, man, because like I said, I was kind of emotionally invested in the character Lawrence. Um, I kind of liked the dynamic that he brought to the to, to the show, kind of grinding and coming up with these. So even though they wasn't together, I was kind of interested to see if they would get back together in the future. Maybe in season four, we don't know. Uh, but it just kind of seems like right now it's kind of about um, Ease's rise and her grind, which is really um, inspirational. Um, and it's something that you could definitely relate to. Um, and then it kind of seems like her other love interest, Daniel, who was in the prior last two uh two seasons as kind of kind of spearheading that uh, Lawrence role a little bit so I'm kind of interested interested to see where there's where those two characters go um love the supporting cast I love the soundtrack which 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 I think is the best thing about Insecure man she definitely has Bob songs that you know that 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 I love to listen to I love to download man and kind of vibe too so um the soundtrack is not nothing to uh, be disappointed just like her, her prior two seasons 
Um, but like I said, man, it's kind of starting off a little slow, uh, but it's kind of just the rise and the grind. Just continue to introduce you to the characters on 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 the show. Uh, like I said, I'm definitely interested to see where uh, character Daniel and Issa goes uh, in their relationship as well. All right, y'all, man. Dang, I look up, man. It's 25 minutes already. Um, thank you guys, man, for listening. Uh, I, I check out my my listeners kind of kind of frequently, um, at least once a day, um, and I appreciate the fact that, man, I, I kind of got a steady number of listeners, man. I love it. I appreciate everybody that shouts me out, sees me in the streets, said they listen to my podcast and they love it. I appreciate y'all so much, man. That means the world to me. Steph, definitely still looking for uh, podcast networks, man. If something that you're interested in, you like the content, man. Like I said, I'm up to episode 24 now, so I kind of feel like I've kind of established the fact that I'm um, pretty consistent. Um, something that I'm gonna continue to do, man. I love the podcast aspect, um, and it's just something that um, I love to do. You know what I'm saying? I love creating content. I love to see people that listen to the podcast and give me their feedback. I love it, man. That that all goes into my show prep weekly. So continue to give me feedback. I appreciate y'all so much. Like I said, definitely looking for podcast networks. Um, I want to talk about quickly listener support. Now, listener support, man, you'll see after every episode from last, from since last episode to now, man, you will hear a small snippet of how you can sign up for listener support. Listener support is simply, you know, if you want to, if you want to pledge a couple bucks, man, however much you want to pledge a month. You can do that. I appreciate you so much, man. I'm telling you, once I get a steady number of listener support people signed up, and I'm going to start doing something special for y'all, man, for sure. I promise you, man, you can have input on the content, man. Whatever whatever you, you see fit, man, that you want to contribute to the show, I definitely start reaching out to those people that are doing so, man. Um, so listener support, like I said, man, there's a small snippet after every episode that you listen to that I kind of let you know and kind of walk you through how to sign up for listener support. If you if you have time, please sign up for it, man. I appreciate it so much. It's something that is just money that goes into the podcast. Honestly, man, I'm, I'm in the works of uh, buying the equipment uh, for, you know what I'm saying, for uh, to create my studio, you know what I'm saying, to kind of give you better more quality sounding uh, content so that so all of this money just goes straight into the podcast man um i do have one supporter that signed up so uh so far um, i'm not gonna put out the amount man but i definitely i have to put out his name uh shout out to my boy tim sutton man somebody that has kind of been in my life you know obviously going off into school you know not so much but somebody that i've grown up with man childhood friend known him since middle school uh is a real real deep deep supporter man is we played in basketball leagues together we played in middle school basketball together uh so that's kind of you know the kind of the, the groundwork of our relationship uh but he's somebody man that is real man he's a genuine dude um and like i said he signed up for listener support and and i just i appreciate him man you know what i'm saying somebody that kind of got the ball rolling in in, in uh, regards to uh, listener support in my podcast as a whole um he recently told me that my podcast was the best podcast that that is out right now and this is his favorite podcast and he listens to every episode uh so big shout out to my boy tim sutton man you a real one bro i appreciate you hopefully there's more out there like you bro that can contribute to the to the podcast if you like the content you know and like i said whatever you want to donate i appreciate you man i do i love my listeners and i like i said i love your feedback man so you can support me you know and by signing up for listener support once again man I, that mean the world to me man uh, so thank you in advance even if you don't sign up thank you um i love you guys man so much 
Um, I want to get out of here. Obviously, I want to leave you guys with the prayer. Uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for my podcast and my listeners, man. Those, those are the ones that mean the most to me. That's why I continue to come back and do this. Um, I thank you, Lord, for letting your love and your presence and your will continue to be felt in my life, in, in my life, Lord, as well as in my listeners' lives, Lord. And hopefully, Lord, my podcast can touch uh, the lives of somebody and possibly save their life, Lord, if, if, uh, if uh, it's your will. I appreciate you for your love, Lord, and just continue to let your love and your presence and your will continue to be felt, Lord. And help me, Lord, to just continue to get better as a servant for you to use, Lord. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. All right, y'all, man. That's episode 24 of the Open Minded Podcast. Once again, I appreciate y'all for listening. I love y'all, man. Um, once again, if you can sign up for listener support, I appreciate you. Uh, look out, obviously, for episode 25, man. It's, it's the 25th anniversary of the Open Minded Podcast. So, got to do something special in that regard. Uh, but, man, once again, I know a couple people have, have reached out. But if you want to be on the Open Minded Podcast, please tell me. I'll tell you how you can download the app and we can do it through the phone. Or if you want to meet up and do it that way, well, we, we, we can do that as well. I uh, appreciate everybody and, and uh, the interest. Obviously, more content coming com- coming soon, man. It's the Open Minded Podcast, episode 24. And above all, you know what I always say, stay open-minded, man. Love is love.